Warning, this episode contains mildly inebriated race fans, presenters with husky voices, a sweary Canadian, and lots of loud cars. This is Gareth Jones on Speed 342, continuing our coverage of the 2018 24 Hours of Le Mans. sound of a party at Le Mans at the Carlsberg tent and outdoor bar and as you know we like to meet up with on-speed listeners in this location it's been a bit tricky organizing it because my phone died so I wasn't able to update people but I'm very glad that I've thrown a party and people have turned up James how you doing all right where are you from James Leicester and how, how was the journey over? What did you come in? Yeah, it was amazing. It came in uh, my friend Bob's uh, Mercedes CL500. Excellent choice, sir. 1,800 quid. No, what year is it? Uh, I'm not sure. It's an X-Ranch. And how many miles has it got on it? 151,000. Just warmed up then? Yeah, exactly. But the dashboard's the dashboard lit up like a Christmas tree by the time we got to the warming <laughs> When did you buy it this week? Uh, no, I bought it for like Christmas time. Okay. Yeah. But it's like sitting in the gentleman's club. Yeah. The yes. leather seats are sumptuous. Yes. They don't work. The heated seats don't work. Well, but they are sumptuous. Power in reserve. Plenty of power in reserve. Especially when you're following a Fiat Coupe. It won't do more than 75 <laughs> in it. In case it falls apart. So do you know what your mileage on the way here, miles per gallon, we get about 15, 18? Uh, no, we've got 24. You were yeah. doing 65 miles yeah, exactly. per hour, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well done. I, I'm just checking. You didn't get stopped by the police for speeding or any points? Uh, well, no, we weren't speeding. Because that's an achievement. Coming to Le Mans and getting a speeding ticket is something you do once. Exactly. How many times have you been? This is my third time. Have you been before? Yeah. Yeah. And you listen to Gareth Jones on speed? Oh, yeah, I yeah. never missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your name was Gaston. I was at Not anymore. Not anymore. Sorry, we're not allowed to talk about that. When I'm not listening to Radio Le Mans. It's a fine thing. Radio Le Mans is a beautiful thing. And I don't begrudge anyone listening to that because they're not listening to Gareth Jones on speed. Heck no. Heck no. They tend to cover motorsport, we cover nonsense. Exactly. Nonsense. Like Rassai. <laughs> so how many in your party and where are you staying? Uh, where are we staying? There's seven of us and we're at Maison Blanche. Maison Blanche. In uh, the Corbett Racing Hospitality Suite. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're well catered for? Yes. Um, Le Mans Saucisson. Um, what else have we got? Um, well, red wine and a... Yeah. Margot for breakfast. Um, and then chicken wine all day long. You get cheap wine. We bought like a load of cheap wine on the ferry. It's three pound a bottle. It's part of the experience. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So we have the 20 euro bottle of Margot for breakfast, and then the rest of the day we drink chicken wine. Chicken wine? Yeah, it's got a picture of a chicken on it, that's why we call it. That reminds me, I used to drink beer in Russia, and I couldn't read Cyrillic script. We had a cartoon of a lad with a nose, a big pointy nose, and a spark coming off it. So that was always called Sparky Nose Beer. Oh, so yeah. if we could drink Sparky Nose Beer, you could drink chicken wine. That yeah. makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, well, we've also done nearly a whole tin of snuff. 
bought in Berlin two weeks ago. That's not a sentence I've heard for a very long time. Yeah, it's pretty old school. It's like it's like 18th century um, politician snuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wiggy, wiggy. And it's who are you following for the race? Who are you backing for the win? Oh, well, we know who's going to win, don't we? Well, no, I don't know. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning and find something very different going what, on. Right? Alonso in a load of tyres. I don't believe it's going to happen. No, <laughs> I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see either Button win or one of the Rebellion. Well, I'm win. Rebellion. TVR. Yeah, I want yeah. Rebellion to win it. Like TVR as well. He's got. Have you? Yeah, have got you? Aaron, but not, not here. Right. Yeah, that would be way too expensive to have well, it ferried home exactly. on the back of a trailer. Well. We- Got to bloody Cherbourg, and there were already two of them had broken down. Oh, it's par for the course. You must be excited about new TVR then. He he, he he rubbed it in. Oh, yeah, I've got one, but I wouldn't bring it in. (laughs) (laughs) What have you got? An S3 or something? No, no, I drive a transit van. But I have a Renault Clio 172. Oh, hello. Yeah, cost me 300 quid (laughs) um, to buy, and then it's cost me 1500 pounds keep it running yeah yeah that's a bargain even so even so <laughs> yeah I'm back in rebellion for the win yeah I reckon I don't yeah. think they'll get it but I want them to do it but if one of the Toyotas has to win I want the number 7 not the number 8 number to win eight, oh. exactly I don't mind uh, Alonso well don't you don't mind. know I mean all it takes is a technical issue yeah. and those two or three laps are... we were here two years ago on the last lap when they just pulled over and yeah. start finish line we thought, we thought they were showboating yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then the bike's going incredible yeah. incredible 250,000 people gasped at the same time yeah. didn't they I just thought they were taking interesting the... enough though at that point that's when I had my wallet nicked no yeah well that's paying for this year's entry probably <laughs> I'm sort of half with Janetta as well because they're going round, they're going round. Yeah, they got the car running with. Yeah. I don't know who's paying for it. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. Well, he's bought a sticker. It cost two euros. I bought, so that a, I bought a sticker and a wristband for there three you go. euros. And that's paying for them to keep it. going round. Yeah. Guys, I'm so happy to meet you, right. Bob. It's lovely right. to meet you, Bob. James, nice thank you, you for making it, boy. <laughs> Come and talk to Zog and Stevie and Vince. All part of the extended on-speed yeah, family, we'll, like you. We'll have a beer now then, shall Correct. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, and I turn around, there's another pint of Guinness waiting for me. Thank you, boys. Thank you very much indeed. Cheers, and cheers to you listening at home. Cheers, Gary. And cheers to you, Raph. Enjoyed it? Happy number one. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful thing. Have I thing. enjoyed it? Have I enjoyed it? Are you enjoying it? Am I enjoying it? Look at the smile on your I face. Mean, come on. Really? How can you not enjoy it? It's incredible. The yeah, whole yeah. thing has been amazing. It is huge, isn't it? It's, it's um, not even halfway. Awesome. Amazing stuff. How is it different to what you expected? Well, that was the thing. I didn't really know what to expect. I came in blind, and it's sort of intentionally so. I didn't want to have expectations. I knew there would be certain things, but it's just amazing. I guess if I did have expectations, it's blown them out of the water, put it that way. The scale of it, I think, is oh, what's yeah, impressive. Yeah. I love that wherever you go, whichever bit you're in, every little bit around here is totally different. The, the bit that we're in now feels so different to where we were before. Yeah. Party town now, but we can still hear the cars off in the background. You've always got this sense that there's this amazing thing happening just a few yards away from you, and I love and that. And it keeps going on, keeps, keeps going. going on, keeps who, going who, on. Who, when we come back to it, you know, we'll catch up with the story. We'll see where we are. Yeah, yeah. We'll try and find our bookmark. We'll try and catch up, see what's happened. Bookmark, I yeah, like that. Yeah. I like that. And then we'll carry on with the story. 
and what a story it is. It will unfold over the remaining, uh, what have we got, 10.30? Gosh, not even halfway, as Raf said. Raf, by the way, you should know, Raphael Perks, Rafsky on Twitter, he's the man who designed the Gareth Jones on Speed logo and designed my website for me. An integral part of the team. Great to have him here, and great to have you with us as well. And also, great to have these guys shouting in a foreign language alongside me. I have no idea what they're saying. Mark? Yes, Mark. How are you doing? You said Boredar to me. Where, where are you from then? I'm from Essex. <laughs> the Welsh part of Essex. The Welsh part of Essex. And do you know how to say good morning in Welsh? I go to Wales occasionally. I have Welsh friends. It's, I'm international. <laughs> Correct. And if you like driving, Wales is a good place to go to. Quite right. Quite right. What do you drive, Mark? An Audi S3. Oh, good choice. It's all right, yeah. Did you come down in that for the I race? Did. Two of us down, a tour of about 20 of us came down together. That's so a big Everything from a van to 911 RSR. So it's oh, a real, nice. Yeah, a real hodgepodge for people. I was just discussing the 911 RSR with Zog and how Porsche are allowed to do what they do to run that car in the GTE class when they don't manufacture a version of that car with that configuration very dodgy. for the road. Very dodgy. But if it's allowed, it's allowed. Yeah, well, the whole thing's a bit weird. I mean, you know, the whole ballasting and, you know, giving Aston Martin some more turbo boost today. I understand why they want to try and get some level playing field, but it's very, very difficult. Yeah, it's just a risky, controversial game to play, isn't it? Because they want a race, but you want it to be a genuine race not everyone throttled. If you've got a better car, you deserve to win, don't you? Well, I've got to say about Formula One. I'm a massive Formula One fan, but I'm bored with the whole battle at the minute and, yeah. and nothing seems to work. This has felt a bit purer in the past. I'm not sure it does anymore, so I still love it. And I've really enjoyed the fact it's my first Le Mans and everything here is so much more open than Formula One. It's so remarkable, isn't it? I loved it? it, walking up the track yesterday towards yeah. the Dunlop Bridge and just seeing the elevation, feeling it, spending time in the pits. That's what fans want as well. I love it. Yeah. yeah, to be able to walk up and down the pit without having to pay an extra 200 quid for the privilege. I've done it as paddock club guests at Formula 1 before. Yeah. I was very, you know, people took me as a guest, very privileged to do. And it was great, but it was still curated. You had yes. an hour and they, they walked you out afterwards. Whereas here, it's just the teams are opening up, say hello, have a look. You just I, help, I saw you know. some lovely things where some real serious fans were invited into the garage to have their photos taken. That would never happen in Formula 1, would it? And it means so much to people. Yeah. You see the passion that people are supporting some very small teams, really, but they've got all the clothes, the flags, they want signatures, they know everything. Yeah. The passion in here is... That's why cool. we keep coming back. This is my 13th Le Mans. And you have to keep coming back because you can't do everything in one year. You yeah, have to right. come back next year and do the stuff you didn't yeah, do this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the guys I'm with have done it for the last 20 years on and off right. with different people. So it's been great to come here and get an accelerated in, you know, by being told these are good places. And, yeah. You know, and that, that's been really helpful. It would be very hard to come on your own. The first time I came with Zog, where's he gone? There. Some, I don't know, 15 years ago or something. We turned up, we really didn't know anything, yeah. and we fudged it. We still had a great time, <laughs> but to come with people who are experienced makes a big difference, doesn't well, it? But also it really helps, I mean, listening to your podcast from last year, 
you feel you've gone through part of it, you've lived a bit of it, and that's why I wanted to come over and say hello and say thank you for, oh, you know, for, for the grins 300 times or whatever oh, it's been. I, so. I bow before you as I will actually bow before God anyone. Free podcast. And, yeah, and anyone who subscribes to the show and gets something out of it is worth a great deal to me. Oh, thank you. Well, it's and brilliant. The, the very idea that we can convey in some small part what it's like to be at this event and makes people like you consider coming I'm an evangelist thank I know you. you are and that, and that, <laughs> it, it, no, the passion comes out and that's what I love about the show I love the arguments I love pointless yes. arguments discussing a small <laughs> point that means nothing to most people that's what it's about you've got to talk to Zog then he's the well, king of arguments I want arguments. to say hello to Zog as well I have to <laughs> you can do that I've got to say hello to Dimitri go and introduce you. yourself Honestly, Mark thank you. thank you Dimitri hello again hello. sorry <laughs> now we met when we did 10 years on speed in Islington in North London and you didn't know anything about the podcast or motorsport how did you end up at that show? Uh, Well, I've been following you for a few years before then but I knew nothing about Le Mans and in fact I think the idea coming from Le Mans came from the show and listening to the live podcast from here they were kind of giving the atmosphere so well that's brilliant I should go there Spasiba thank you very much indeed (laughs) thank you and there's a strong Russian presence here this year isn't there there's a lot of Russian money here you're Russian aren't you I am Russian whereabouts are you from though well uh, I've lived in St. Petersburg uh, for quite a few years then I've lived in Latvia so uh, here and there in Eastern Europe good Uh, good. yeah now move to West (laughs) the more you move the more interesting you are that's what I say You spread yourself around, meet lots of new people, new input, new influences, makes you a better person. Oh yeah, that's just fantastic, meeting new people, especially I came here alone, and uh, I'm camping in Maison Blanche, and basically just uh, probably half an hour after I set up the tent, the guy from the next tent came over and said, oh hi, and then we ended up getting pissed in the town. Fantastic, Dimitri. Yeah, we're all made of the same stuff here. We all share this passion for not only enjoying the sport, but sharing the enjoyment of yes. the sport. It's a very social thing, isn't it? Here we are at the meetup. <laughs> Dimitri, have you met Zog? Have you had a conversation with Zog? Not today. You've well, met him in his I've had a conversation with Zog for probably 15 minutes. Before the live recording that back yeah, then. Yeah. Uh, and then I realized it was Alex. <laughs> <laughs> this was probably one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done in my life. It was you, was it? We've talked about that on the program. Yeah, that, You've heard that was it. me, that was me. <laughs> I had to do a program with Zog and Alex the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wasn't sure which one was which. It can happen. It really can. Unbelievable. Dimitri, go and talk to Zog. I've got to talk to these people here. Great to see you here, man. Great, really great, great. Really great. Isn't that wonderful? Just a mere suggestion that anyone has discovered Le Mans, this tremendous race, from listening to this daft podcast that we've been making. That uh, makes it all worthwhile. I've stepped away from the Guinness bar to take the wider view now so I can hear myself in the headphones of not shout at you. Time check. 10 minutes to 11. So maybe 10 minutes more drinking here, then it's time to put my other headphones on to listen to the commentary and find out what's happened in the big race. Cool. James Dudley, who we met uh, a few minutes ago before I was talking to Dimitri, just came over 
and told me that you had a Westfield Seven. You had a, you had a 1600 cross-flow engine Westfield. That's the Cortina Mark II engine, isn't it? Cross-flow. Yeah, you might know more than me than that, yeah. But it had a twin Weber's 40s, cane and air filter. It had a bit of go to it, but it wasn't sort of... The Pinto one was the one you wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. The later Mark III Cortina block, that's yeah. right, yeah. Well, we've got a Duratec which is a cousin of that engine yeah. in the Caterham 7. You know, for someone who's not driven a 7, the two of us have. Describe the experience for me, James. It's not like other motoring, is it? No. I was 21 when I bought that car, and I had no money, but I got a loan out to buy it. So that was my only car. I was 21 years old, driving to this warehouse I used to work in every day on different shifts. So some days I'd be on mornings, some days afternoons, some weeks I'd be on nights. So I, it was my everyday car. So in the winter, I was driving it. It was hairy as hell. I bet it was. Yeah, because the tyres that I could afford were pretty crap, to be honest. Yes. And getting on the M1 at Junction 21 in Leicester, the amount of times I lost the back end. And had this <laughs> tiny little Momo steering wheel yes. with a flat bottom. Yes. When you lose the back end trying to get it back, that little steering wheel, it wasn't easy. Did but, you ever go backwards into a hedge in it? Do you know what? No, I never did. Luckily. Touch wood, I've never had an accident. Touch wood. But all I'd say about it was, in the summer, when the weather was perfect, you take the roof off, you take the doors off, and you load down to the ground, and it sounded good, that engine did. You could hear the Weber snorting in all the uh, fuel, and it went through some fuel. Oh, yeah. And a tiny little fuel tank as well, so sort of every other hour I was refilling with fuel. Have you ever driven another car that puts you more in contact with the road than a 7? No. And where's your 7 now? I haven't to it. You sold it? Yeah, I sold it. I'll tell you what, I bought it. I drove it home from Litchfield to Leicester and it blew up. Oh no. On the way home. It cost 600 quid for a rebuild. Anyway, then I looked after it after that. I was a bit more behaved in it. And then I sold it for £1,000 less. Okay, that's um, not bad. Yeah, and then because uh, I got the loan from RBS, when I got my PPI back, I got more back than I borrowed because <laughs> of the interest. <laughs> I'm going to shake your hand. That's a happy ending to that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I bought a Renault 19 convertible, uh, yes. Renault 19 16 valve executive one with a nice leather seats. Beautiful car. Uh, look, yeah, so. Was it reliable? It, yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, it was. And do you know what? That Westfield was reliable. Well, I'll tell you what happened once. I was driving down the M1 with the roof off and the doors off. And I could feel something on my arm, some specks of something. It was part warm. I thought, what the hell's that? And over the front wheel, you know, you've got the uh, struts. Suspension? Yeah. Well, that had bent and sort of snapped and was rubbing against the tyre. And I was getting covered in specks of rubber from the tyre. <laughs> You can't get more in contact with engineering than that, no. can you? No. I said to my mum, I said, oh, I need to buy this new truck. She goes, oh, I'll go and get it. Me and Dad will go and get it for you. So they went to the Westfield factory and bought this for me. Brought it back. And after that, they got a Christmas card from Westfield. Every year. I didn't. They did. I was the one who went through all the hassle of dealing with this then. So have you now fallen out with Westfield? Oh, no. I wish I had it back now. I can afford to run two cars now. 
Have you, you haven't driven one of the new caterings then? You haven't no. had a taste of that? No, no, I'd like to, no. I can recommend it very highly, James. Yeah, I imagine you can. For someone who's lived with the Crossflow engine in a Westfield, you'd love the caterum with the Duratec or the Sigma engine. They are deeply, deeply satisfied. I imagine it's slightly frightening. Yeah, exactly. Well, slightly frightening. Well, my yeah. name is James Dudley. Yeah. And Tiger Sports Car, you've heard of them? Yes, oh yes. The owner's called James Dudley as is well. Is he? Yeah, so I drove my Westfield to see him and see if I could have a go in his, uh, you know, the one with the two high booster engines. Yes, yes. Yeah, he, I went, when I got there, he didn't have one in. So. Sequential yeah. box and everything. Mr. Dudley, there's a Mr. Dudley to see you. Yeah. Did that actually happen? <laughs> he thought, who's this lunatic turned up here with the same name as me? And who are all these lunatics and what are they doing in our living room? We are surrounded by people who, like us, are utterly obsessed with cars, love a weekend off and are very glad they came to Le Mans. Am I right, James? It's brilliant. We drink so much. We have so much fun. The noise is phenomenal. Yeah. Everyone's like-minded, just want to hear the engines and just talk about the cars. I'm not sure what's better, the ambiance, the racing or the company. Yeah, well, it's nice to meet you, Gareth. I've seen you on the TV before. Nice to meet you, yeah, James. Nice to meet you, pal. Respect, my friend. Respect. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, cheers, pal. Cheers, by the way. I've run out. It's, it's your my round. round. It's always my round. work out from the soundtrack there that Zog is explaining the grand unified theory of the universe in scientific terms to Raph. Vince has made cups of tea, Stevie's making a second cup of tea, we are back at the Porsche Curves. Everyone sitting down thrilled by uh, today's spectacle. Unbelievable. I'm just walking away from the tent now. It's a bit quiet at the moment, but the cars are still running at 20 past one in the morning. Um, I always think the end of the first day at Le Mans, you know, you, you've got to come down, man, from the, the high. Um, and I, I just loved seeing Raf's face and Stevie's face and Vince's face and Zog and mine for the start that was a memorable thing but you've got to come down from that somehow so I crept up to the and I'm just going to listen to the cars for a few minutes now the fastest cars are lapping at what 322 something like that so if I finish this part of the program with what three and a half minutes of just the pure sound of the world's greatest motor cars going past without saying a word that would be a lovely thing to hear wouldn't it okay so uh, here's about four minutes there goes one of the Toyotas. I'm not going to say anything.
isn't there a lovely sound? And that's the sound that we go to sleep to. Try and go Some of us sleep better than others. I, I'm usually very comfortable in terms of sleep. <laughs> well, believe me, it's hard to stay awake sometimes. No, 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 no. Not like Formula One. No. Um, sleeping with this noise behind you is lovely. Forgive me if I've said this before, but I go to sleep with that noise, very happy. If it goes quiet, because all the cars are behind the safety car on the other end of the circuit. That's when I wake up. But it's been a relatively incident-free show, because it is a show so far. The Collis went out around about lap 60. That was unfortunate for them, because if ever they stood a chance of scoring points in LMP2, LMP1, this was their year and the last thing I heard on the commentary was that the LMP1 field had been decimated the two rebellions were still running two rebellions were still running one and three there yeah and they're running three and four and there's no other the SMP's gone out no other LMP1s that's it so wow they could have one, two or three positions <laughs> on the podium. I don't know how they managed three. But that's very interesting. I'd missed some of that. Thanks for the tweet up and the journey back. But I'm going to get up to date on what's going on with the race. And I wish you as good a sleep when you go to sleep as I'm about to enjoy. Anyway. Here's something I don't think I've ever done before on Gareth Jones on speed. And let's uh, give you the audio from my bed, from my sleeping bag, in my tent. I'm sharing with Raph this room and Vinny is just the other side of the centre partition thing. So I'll give Stevie here next door in the pocket tent. you lie in bed. Listen to that beautiful symphony right across the rev range, right across the audio spectrum. There's the bass. The tenors, the sopranos. No, lovely, just lovely. And if you ever think that coming to the Mon is uh, a good idea, uh, and you like the sound of cars and you can sleep for all sorts of things, do come. It's an exquisite experience. Five past one, Sunday afternoon, and the sound of helicopters and cars tells you that the race is still running. Steve Evie managed to keep up with what's happened while we've been Every asleep. Every minute. 
Okay, well, tell me, you have 30 seconds to complete rundown. Yeah, well, then there was the bit that I was asleep. Oh, there was, you missed that bit. <laughs> yeah. I did too. Annoyingly, I hear the Corvettes are no more. We heard something go past a bit fruity a minute ago, so really? maybe it's got running again, the, uh, oh, the one that was so. remaining, I, I believe. So. Either that or it could be the Aston, the old Aston in the amateur series, the GTE Am. Sounds a bit fruity, and at a distance, is almost a Corvette. Well, maybe it's still ready. We'll find um, out. What are we here to say? I heard Alonso being interviewed. Oh, and, and said, Well, his comment was... The only thing that he doesn't like about this race is the fact that it isn't run every two weeks. <laughs> Do you know what? We all feel the same, don't we? We'd be camping totally. next week if we could. Totally. Let me with see Alonso, he'd so, be here. Yeah, yeah, he'd be hanging out with us because he likes Vince's cooked breakfasts. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask Zog what's going on. Z? Z? Come out of headphone mode. Bonjour, bonjour, monsieur. Can you give me a status, rough status update from what you know? Well, the two Toyotas are running strongly and reliably at the front, as far as we can tell. The number eight leading uh, the number seven. Yep. The SMP car that was scrapping with Rebellion for third spot is now out, and we have the two Rebellions in third and fourth yes. overall, and in LMP1. LMP2 number 26 car is leading number 32 car which is my pick uh, is that Montoya's car that's Montoya's yeah, car yeah United Auto Sports uh, Leger is fourth cool last time I checked good and in GTE Pro it's Porsche Porsche Ford Ford Ford's having made something of a recovery they, uh, yeah they had a bit of a dip they were really good slowly, yeah, it was uh, very disappointing to see them struggling so much you know with such a strong four car entry you know when their when their lead car was you know back in seventh or eighth that was yeah quite a disappointing show but they're still in the fight they're still in the fight yeah it's going to take something to happen to the Porsches really for the uh Ford being with a real chance, but you know, still a couple of hours to go. Yeah, that's, that's plenty of time. Stuff can happen. Yeah, yeah, tired mistakes, damage, worn out components. Yeah, and that's just well, me. In the races, just sort of coming back a little, you know, it, it's been sort of coming back to Ford a little bit. You know, maybe that momentum will continue. You know, I don't think so, but we'll see. Well, thank you, Z. Let's continue exactly. our momentum up to the circuit uh, and we'll take a place. Final yeah, here we go. Face beans. said there was still lots to go on while well, we're sitting on the petty train waiting to leave from our campsite and monitoring the radio and we just heard that the number seven Toyota was spotted going slowly with Kamui Kobayashi at the wheel do we know they're running on their internal combustion engine but the hybrid system's not working it's creeping back to the pit this could mean two rebellions on the podium and in well Let's see. We're holding our breath here. We've been listening to Radio Le Mans and the latest coverage. They were dipping into the picture car radio 
and there was a message going to Kobayashi to tell him that they failed to get fuel in the car at the last stop and the whole reason for running slow was to get him back to the garage because he wouldn't have done with the amount of fuel left in the tank but I believe that's all under control now I'm going to listen dramatic stuff you see it's not over till it's over Just some sound on the start for this strike. Vince just said to me, it's getting close, he's listening to Radio Le Mans. We are 30 minutes away from the end of the big race. This is the last hourly update. Number eight are running, first and second. Kazuki Nakajima leading in the number eight car. I heard that the car that Jensen Button was helping steer, the number 11 SMP Racing, has dropped down. The leading number three, Thomas Laurent, Matthias Besch, Gustavo Menezes' car. Not my rebellion, but nevertheless a rebellion. Rebellion is fourth. So if one of the Toyota still fails in the next half hour, as one of the Toyotas comes in from the pit, I'm watching it now. It's just driven in, I can see it on the screen. Stops precisely in the box. No driver change. Kazuki Nakajima gets fuel. A washed window. No tyre change. And as this his last time to stop. If uh, Toyota do win this, and it looks very much like they're going to, yes, they deserve it. Fair play to Rebellion. What I asked of them, and that made it difficult for Toyota to win. They pushed them there. The only other LMP1 team running. But this does beg the question. What happened in LMP1? How did we get to a situation where the car's competing with the manufacturer? We only hope the Great shame that we lost Porsche and Audi and of course Nissan. Looking forward towards the new rules, which will relaunch this series. And that's another good reason to come. Okay, I'm going to settle down for the last half hour. failure 
so I wasn't able to keep up with the progress of the race using the app. And I've finally also got my spotter's guard, which is in a bag in the tent, not with me for the race. Um, I'm just referencing the cars that I and I'm very pleased to see that the number 71 AF Cogs Ferrari 488 is still running with David de Rigon, Sam Bird and Miguel driving. I don't know where they are in their class, but at least they're still running. Also in the GT class, I was watching Jan Magnussen in the Corvette. I haven't seen that running. And Jan Maria Bruni in the number 91 Porsche GT team. I don't know if they're still running either in the pro category. As the amateurs. Missy Keller. Francesco. Castellacci, let me say that right, the Thomas Floor, the number 54 car, I was following them, and Matthias Lauda, Paul Della Lama and Pedro Lamy, Lana, Lamy and Lauda, three hours, the number 98 car, Aston Martin Manchester in GTM, I don't know if they're still running, but I have 21 minutes left of this race to find out, I say this every year, you get to the end of the race, 24 hours, you think, oh, I was just getting into that. We had a 48-hour race. I've just seen something at Le Mans I've never seen before. And you know that they have a pit lane camera which is on a couple of cables that rockets up and down the pit lane trying to keep pace with the cars as they accelerate and leave. Well, each of the ends of that cable is mounted on a truss, a tower. That must be oh, 80 feet tall, 60 feet tall maybe. And, and a bloke up that tower wearing a helmet and a harness and he's doing some maintenance or to the cable that the camera's mounted on that's quite a thing to see let me tell you there's a lot of heroics on the track but that man who's standing very casually on a little jib sticking out a triangular jib from a huge tower that is yeah it's held down by uh, cables under tension but even so he's going to have a lot of faith in technology and engineering to do what he's doing and when he climbed up a number of people around me said whoa you couldn't pay me enough to do that and as Vince correctly observed I bet he wasn't up until three o'clock in the morning drinking beer like we were the camera maintenance engineer still on the tower and they very gingerly rode the camera up to the position he's standing at 
and he's tweaking something. Checking the bearings. That's where he stashed it. A beer bag. Is that what that is? A beer bag. There's a bag hanging from... Heineken. Yeah. I hope he had some ice in there as well. Yeah, I'm not entirely certain what he's doing, but what a brave man. And you don't think about that. You know, the support services require some heroism as well. Amazing. He's uh, checking the wheels that the camera runs on, making sure that they get a run to the end of the race, which is 15 minutes away. Ten minutes to go. sense of quiet at the track. The TV keeps showing pictures of the Toyota garage. Lots of very serious but happy faces. Including Alonso, they keep focusing on Alonso, but also Mike Conway and the other drivers. It's a team game. And also the G-Drive garage. G driver leading LMP2 and the Corvette and the Big Pig sharing the same space of track. Expectant faces. Can Toyota finally win Le Mans? The two Toyotas are actually driving around in convoy at the moment in a sort of procession of two cars because they have such an advantage over the number three rebellion which is running third that they can do that so when they cross the line we'll see two toyotas and that's only fair because they've kept their cars going like clockwork it appears the whole race at last a japanese manufacturer wins Le Mans, that isn't Mazda. By my watch, we have five and a half minutes left to run. Yeah, five minutes 30. You can see it on the timing on the screen in front of me. The pink pig, we're on board with that at the moment. And in a year that Porsche are celebrating 70 years, it's fitting that they win with a car in one of their classic liveries. La, 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 la. There goes the Team Midland car. Chat the 66 Ford. 9-11 and the 67 Ford goes by I'm trying to listen to what John Heindorf is saying headphones over my inner ear headphones so I can monitor what I'm recording and hear what's going on. 
Well, it's a podium position of the about in which class? GT Am? Are we going to get a last lap? Oh, I see what's going on. It looks like the two Toyotas are going to finish in such a position before the Graf car is managed to complete the lap at one position ahead of where it is. You see what I mean by that? The race is still on in other words. Dicing for position after 23 hours and three and a half minutes. On the screens, again, shots of the Toyota garage. They must be holding their breath. They've been this close before. They've been closer. But this time, they've got to get the car across the line. Just two issues. So it's likely that they can do it. Another Corvette has just stopped. Wow. A splash and dash. And is that what the BMWs have stopped? The crowd is standing up. As the Toyotas go through in their last lap, that's it. Their final lap. I'm going to just do this in real time. standing up that sense of occasion as we reach the final final moment not just of the Le Mans 2018 but at Toyota's 30 year attempt to win this race in the meantime Loic in the lower categories Kazuki Nakajima is looking in his mirror Making sure the two Toyotas are line astern for the showboat end. They go through the first of the two chicanes. The lights on. Corvette, which they'll pass easily. Car. Trying to listen to the commentary. The French seem to own LMP2 at the moment, which is kind of healthy. That's, that's about right. Ford aren't going to get the GT Pro category. Porsche have been rocket quick. Socks happy to support your file. Tats together alongside me. Stevie's poised with his camera. We're all standing up. Don't have missed anything. They cut to the garage and blame me, sort of hyperventilating. I don't blame him. What we're seeing is history here. A new manufacturer wins Le Mans for the first time. 
since I've been coming, it's been Audi, Bentley, Porsche and Peugeot. But you can add to that list of mobile winners the name Toyota. You might argue that it was easier for them this year than it has been. But even so, they stayed with it and they deserve the win. They didn't break. They didn't mess it up. The rebellions made it hard for them as they come through. The Ford chicane past the Ford Experience Centre, the number seven, the number eight. Toyota's on its final lap. The cars are all slowing down. As through come the two Toyotas, yes, the number eight car. Buemi, Alonso, and the proud. Japanese driver who finally gets justice and crosses the line. Mizuki Nakajima drives the TSO 50 across the line. Finally, Toyota win the mom to the warm applause of a quarter of a million people. Finally, the Vegeta car crosses the line winning LMP2. There they go, the two Toyotas are going to break the number 7 car. And the rest of the field, are they going to do a parade lap? One new... <laughs> Lots of people love the Corvettes. Well done to BMW as well, who came with a lightning M8. The scrum around Alonso has started. I can see jumping in the pit lane, dancing. Every single member of the teams are on the pit wall applauding their cars as they come past. Applauding all the cars as they come past. Glorious. Not the closest of years, but a historical year in the history of the grand tradition of Le Mans. A new manufacturer. Here comes the Dempsey Proton Porsche. Winner in GT Am. Patrick Dempsey taking the cheers of the crowd. Not as a driver, but as a team owner. A win. I love it when the Hollywood actors take on Le Mans as part of their culture. It's happening before, it's great, but it's still happening. We've got Jackie Chan and Patrick Dempsey, of course. Oh, great. As the Team Netherlands card crossed the pit exit, a huge, what do we call that, a scatter cloud of orange ticker tape from the Dutch fans fills the air. How glorious. There goes the Jackie Chan, number 37 car, 66 Ford. And it's great as, they, as those cars drove through the scattering of Dutch ticker tape. It created a plume behind it, showing you the aero pack exiting the diffuser. Beautiful. Absolutely glorious. Number 99. Iridescent green 911 RSR. 32 United Autosports car and the final Ford running. Dragon speed car. I think that's, no, it's not the Dragon Speed car, forgive me, it's one of the uh, 911s. Oops. 
And that's it. Are there any cars still running? There's still applause. Yes. The 71 AF Corx 488. Is that the final runner? No. The number 54, Mr. Jet Sponsor, 488. Get a warm applause. The Pink Pig being ripped back at Le Mans is great. As it crosses the line, the winner in GT Pro. Well done, Porsche. Zog smiling. We're all smiling. They love that car as it passes in front of me. How funny. That crazy, memorable paint scheme from the history and the 95. New Vantage, still running at the end. Not the quickest car, but still running. Nakajima's opening up the door of his car as he drives the parade lap very slowly. Wow. Sog, happy? Are you happy? Yes, yeah. Were you listening to that to driver interview just now? No. Oh, no. He expressed his happiness with a slightly more Anglo-Saxon phrase Expletive. than one traditionally uses in media interviews. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> what well, an exciting He moment. was caught out by the microphone. Yeah, no, but fantastic. It's really very emotional seeing Toyota bring those cars home, get the win, and for Nakajima to take the checkered flag. Yeah, yeah, not an answer in the car. Was, you know, yeah, after beautiful. that cruel blow two years ago. And the Pink Pig taking the win in GT Pro and it's great seeing the Dempsey Proton winning in Am so yeah I'm very happy with that you're very it's happy just a shame that Montoya wasn't able to bring my favourite LMP2 home but yeah. hey you, you can't have everything you can't no congratulations Zog you're a winner and finally Toyota winners as a Canadian would say f*** <laughs> correct we love the international language of motorsports. <laughs> F in A. Yep. That much is certain. Right, I'm going to rest my voice for a moment. Unbelievable. F in A. <laughs> Gareth Jones on speed. <laughs> The celebrations at the end of the 24 hours continue as all three drivers of the number eight car on the car. Kwame and Alonso riding on the outside of the cabin. Nakajima driving. They turn round and enter the pit lane from the exit end they, as they do at Le Mans at the end of the race. The car doesn't make it one turn but Wavy and Alonso helped to push it back, fair play. Then the G-Drive, the winner in LMP2, with no one sitting on his cap, goes wide and then turns in, so he makes the corner the whole way. As the victors, le victoire, as the French say, the victors drive down the pit lane to the huge applause. There goes Alonso right in front of me now. One box ticked closer to his personal goal of the triple crown of motorsport Indy, Le Mans and Monaco he's got two of those he's a world Formula 1 champion twice over 
Vladimir Corvette, encouraged by my Canadian friend behind me. <laughs> and the next thing, of course, as soon as all the cars are through, is the track invasion. Wish us luck. That's it for the moment, but not the end of our coverage, because in the next programme, we return to our Porsche Curves campsite to discuss the race we've just enjoyed. We look back at three great races in the history of the 24 Hours of Le Mans and give our final thoughts on the three wonderful cars we drove to La Save. All that in episode 343 of Gareth Jones on Speed, available Thursday, the 5th of July. See you there. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! Speed! Speed!